Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G. Just exploring mindfulness concepts from a Jewish perspective. Before I begin, I just want to remind everyone I'm going to be taking, after this morning, a two-week break from this podcast because I'll be traveling overseas. Um, So the next two Tuesdays, we won't be doing this. Hopefully back after that. So today I wanted to just clarify um, some of the ideas we spoke about last week and also talk about a very critical and important part of mindfulness and mindfulness practice. So last week we talked about dealing with distracting thoughts and how that works and, and how we use mindfulness to not be bothered and not be but distracted by intruding, distracting ideas and thoughts that are in our, in our minds and hearts. So we explain mindfulness is essentially about paying attention. And when we are able to pay attention to any given moment properly with focus, with concentration, we're able then to notice the things that are there that are getting in the way, but also make a choice to fully focus on those things that are going to allow us to um, experience that moment to, to its fullest and leave the thoughts behind, let them be, but not engage with them and not let them distract us. And the analogy we gave, which is brought in a number of different areas of literature, uh, including in Jonathan Feiner's book on mindfulness with a Jewish perspective, was the bus driver that is focusing on the road, but has noisy passengers, which are not going away. They're there. They can't just throw them off. So he makes a decision that he's in the driver's seat. He makes the choices on who's in control. He lets them be. They talk. They make a noise, but he's focused on what he should be focused on. The same thing is in every moment that we do, every moment that we experience, we make a choice because we're in the moment. See, the less, the less we're in the moment, the more distracted we get because everything is blurry, everything is just getting in the way and we don't distinguish between one thought and the other. Whereas if we are fully focused, we fully focus on the opportunities of the moment, fully focus on the values of the moment, as we discussed the last number of weeks. We fully focused on what we should be concentrating on in that, in that given experience, or that given moment, we're able then to acknowledge the things that are getting in the way and make a choice to ignore them. As we explained last week, it doesn't help to pretend they're not there because that bounces back and then they suddenly backfire and get really in the way. But the art is to acknowledge that they're there, but choose to pay attention to those things that we want to pay attention to. Now, I wanted to clarify this a little bit because sometimes we do need to engage with our thoughts, not just ignore them. And not just treat them as noisy passengers, which we choose, meaning we acknowledge that they're there, but we choose to ignore. Because, and the reason I say that is because it all depends where the distractions come from. Because sometimes we actually need to go through a process where we engage with our thinking patterns and we engage in the practice of reframing. So let me just share with you an idea where to distinguish between the types of distractions that we just choose to ignore or those that we actually work with. And the the difference, I think, goes like this, because we find this in... Jewish literature as well. For example, we find in Pirkei Avot, in the Ethics of the Fathers, 
this concept of judging people favorably. So that's an idea where something gets in the way which comes from a particular mindset or a thought pattern which we're experiencing. So someone does something to me, someone says something to me, someone cuts me off in traffic and I'm bothered, I'm distracted because I'm upset, I'm offended, I'm hurt. Um, I might have feelings of, of jealousy, I might have feelings of resentment, I might have feelings of, 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 wanting, of, not, of wanting to get back at the person, being angry with the person, and so on and so forth. There, those feelings, those emotions, those perspectives are coming from a certain message that we're playing in our brain. In other words, it's coming from a certain mindset. And it's coming from a certain perspective and a certain assumption of how we have chosen to assess and interpret what is going on around us. So it's not just an intruding thought that's just coming from the outside and being a distraction. It's something that we've actually chosen, at least subconsciously, to think in a particular way, which then breeds and gives birth to a particular emotion. So if someone cuts me off in traffic and I get really upset, my assumption is that they didn't care. My assumption is that they didn't even see, that they saw me and decided to just to cut me off anyway. My assumption is that they're not a sensitive person, they're not a caring person, and they just don't care. Or if someone didn't invite me to something and I thought we were very close friends, my assumption is they did it on purpose. My assumption is that they don't really feel as close to me as I thought they did. My assumption is that they are really acting unkindly, and so on and so forth. So these are thoughts and Im- and which give birth to emotions which happen where we actually interpret a situation and therefore almost choose to engage in negative emotion. This could be also in our own personal things like anxiety, for example. Sometimes we are nervous about something or very... or, or um, have a little bit, not, I'm not talking about clinical anxiety, but we have a little bit of anxiety about doing something, about, or about engaging in a certain practice or behavior or speaking in public, whatever the case is, because it has to do with our interpretation of what is going to happen. We have negative or pessimistic thoughts. We think that th- certain things are going to happen and so on. So in such a case, this is where the example of pure care about the ethics of the fathers is judge people favorably. Now, judge people favorably does not mean ignoring my thoughts. It doesn't mean just choosing my thoughts not to di- distract me. There, judging favorably means actually to engage in thoughts. Very much like the um, practices of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy that we see today, or reframing, um, as these things are often explained in, posit- in the literature of positive psychology. But we actually have to see, well, why? What is what has actually happened? What is my interpretation of what has happened? And why, and therefore, what am I feeling as a result of my interpretation. Whereas then I need to engage in a practice of, of reframing, meaning I don't change the situation, it is what it is. That person said what they said, they did what they did, the person cut me off in traffic, whatever the situation was, that is, that is a reality, that reality doesn't change, but my interpretation of, what, of that reality could change. So my interpretation is, well, maybe he didn't see me. Maybe they didn't mean exactly what they said. Maybe I need to have a conversation with the person. Maybe I need to just judge them favorably. Maybe they have certain things that they're going through, which is putting them in a bad mood, which is maybe perhaps why they're acting a bit oddly today. Maybe the expectation of what I think is going to happen in a particular experience is wrong. 
maybe let me re- reframe that so that I won't be so nervous, I won't be so anxious. So that's the type of thing where the, the, the focusing on the moment by letting the negative emotions just be and ignoring them doesn't actually work. We need to actually work with our emotions, work with our mindsets in that case, reinterpret them and reframe them. However, other times, very often what happens is that our bad mood or our unsettledness or our distraction doesn't come from a particular experience. It doesn't come from um, things that have happened necessarily or, or things that I'm interpreting. It just happens because I'm feeling down today. I'm feeling in a bad mood. Or very often, just the things that are going around us happen so quickly and there's so many different distractions, so many neat different things that need to get done. We just start to feel unsettled. We start to feel anxious. We start to feel distracted. There is where we find a different concept in Jewish practice called Hesach Hadat. Hesach Hadat means just ignore. But as we said last week, to ignore, you have to acknowledge. So there it's just about, no, I'm not going to let it go. Yes, my, my child, let's say, was behaving really badly today or just this chaos around me. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling anxious. There's nothing to do with my interpretation. Nothing was done to me. It's just things that are going around in me. And sometimes we just have intruding thoughts. Things pop up in our brain because there's so much technology and distraction around us that things just pop up. And therefore, that's where we have... It's got nothing to do with something that happened to me or something that I've interpreted wrongly. It's just distractions, straight distractions, noisy bus passengers, just noisy distractions. It's there that we have to engage in ignoring, acknowledging that they're there, fully being in the moment, understanding what is important in this particular experience and what is distracting and choose to ignore the distractions. Choose to just focus on the opportunities, on the potential of the moment, on the greatness of what can be achieved in this moment and plow along. So the things might be going on around me, I choose to ignore them and I choose to move on. In, in modern literature, that's very much, as we said last week, what is explained in the therapy called ACT, which is acceptance commitment therapy, where this practice is very much used and sort of fits into that second process. So there are times we just have to be able to decipher, but the more aware we are of what is happening within us, the more aware we are of the moment, the more aware we are of our own emotions, the more we can actually differentiate what type of emotion it is. Is it got to do with something that I've interpreted that happened to me that I've interpreted wrongly, in which case I need to not ignore but engage and reframe? Or is it something which is just intruding thoughts, distracting ideas, distracting feelings, where I need to engage what we spoke about last week, acknowledging that they're there, but then ignoring. So I thought that would be just something important to clarify, but they're both they both very much have to do with mindful living because they both have to do with being aware of what I'm feeling, being aware of what is happening, both the reality, both the occurrence, both my feelings, both my reaction, both what type of emotion it is, why it's happened, and therefore I know how to deal with it. Now, as we said, all of this has to do with the ability to be present, to pay, to pay attention. So I just want to end, therefore, with a very important Something we've touched upon, but I think worth repeating. Of how do we develop this ability? It's all very good to talk about it. Being aware, the ability to interpret emotions, the ability to ignore distractions and so on. But how do we get there? So 
this is something also touched uh, on a little bit in, in Jonathan Finer's book. The practice that is needed to achieve this type of life, the practice of learning how to pay attention. When I say practice, I don't mean that when something happens, then we start putting it to practice. There's a fundamental principle where when you practice any skill, people do this when they work out, people do this, sports people do this would be before they prepare for a game. You often see people um, practicing certain sports skills, not in the context of competition, but just on their own. They might be hitting with a tennis racket against the wall. They might be making movements. I just uh, the other day passed a golf course and saw someone just batting a golf ball that didn't actually exist, but just practicing the swings by themselves without any competition. People work out so that when they're feeling down, they can feel better. There's a fundamental, and this is true in all areas of life. This is actually true. Rabbi Lord Jakobowitz once pointed out an interpretation of a particular verse in Psalms where King David says, I'm going to, he says to God, I'm going to tell your kindness, I'm going to acknowledge your kindness in the morning and faith and your faith at night. And he said a most beautiful idea. He said, if you want, night and day, of course, symbolize two types of experiences. Night is when things are more challenging, when there's darkness, when confusion, lack of clarity. Morning is brightness, when things are going well, things are, 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 are working well, things are bright, things are clear. And he said, if you want to have faith, if you want to have strength at night, you need to practice first in the morning. Acknowledge God's kindness in the morning when things are going well. Practice acknowledging God's presence. Practice faith. Practice consciousness of God's intervention and God's control of everything that's going on. So when you practice, when, when it's easy to practice, you're much more equipped to develop that ability and to have that ability when things are dark. And the same thing is in everything in life, but particularly with this concept of mindful living. When things are very distracting, when there's chaos around us, when things are falling apart, when, when there's a treadmill of 100,000 things to, be, to, to do and we're rushed and distracted and being pulled from one thing to another, it is very difficult to suddenly switch and live mindfully each moment at a time. In order to do that, that, that is the goal, by the way. The goal is, of course, when things are not going smoothly to be able to pull back and to be able to reset the button and be able to focus on every moment. But in order to do that, we have to practice when things are not so distracting, when things are quiet, when things are just woke up in the morning and things haven't settled in yet and the treadmill of the day hasn't yet be begun. It's really important each day to set aside time to pay attention on purpose. Same sort of idea of mindfulness practices, mindfulness meditations, to learn to practice, to learn to pay attention, to learn to build an awareness and a consciousness that there's something deeper in every moment. That's why it's important. But the goal are not the mindfulness practices. The goal is applying it later on during the day when things sort of are all chaotic or distracting but the practice is what gives that gives us the ability later on to actually pay pay attention so let's spend a few minutes practicing just practicing to build a consciousness to build aware awareness and to pay attention as we say pay attention on purpose
So, just for a few moments, let's just stop. Perhaps if it's easier for you to focus, slowly close your eyes. And let's become aware. Let's begin, as we always do, by paying attention to our breathing, something we often don't focus on. So let's build an awareness of really feeling each breath, each inhaling and exhaling. Let's do this for a few moments, just every breath, feel the sensation of breathing in and feel the letting go, the letting out. If your mind wanders, just gently bring it back. Let's try and deepen this awareness by breathing deeply and holding the breath, feeling the sensation of the air filling our lungs and abdomen, and slowly feeling the sensations of breathing out. So breathe in deeply, hold one, two, Slowly breathe out. Breathe in, hold, two, three. Slowly breathe out. Just do this for a few moments. As you keep focusing on your breathing, just try and increase that consciousness and awareness by just noticing where you're sitting. Feel the feeling as you touch the chair. Try to feel your feet as they touch the ground. Just think about and become aware of the different parts of your body. about the room that you're in what is there are you noticing think about the chair the color think about something in the room just trying to remember and noticing its details just practice paying attention paying attention on purpose As you just increase this awareness, come back to your breath and deepen the awareness on a spiritual level. Remembering that the breath, the nishima, represents the nishama. So it's not just paying attention to the superficial, it's paying attention to the soul of every moment. The nishama, the purpose, what are my values? What am I going to do today? 
paying attention to the opportunities of every moment, every experience. With every superficial breath comes a depth. With every nishima comes a nishama. Just focus for a few more moments on your breathing and just remember that soul behind each breath. Hold that idea. Come back to where you are. And just try and hold that. And this is something we do every day. We just try to spend a few moments, maybe in the morning, maybe before we go to sleep, practicing paying attention. Of course, the goal is that during the day when things get chaotic, we're able to get ourselves back. Stop, remember our practice, and try to pay attention ignoring the distraction or interpreting or reframing whichever one we need to do. So I wish you all a meaningful day. Just a reminder that um, the next two weeks we take a break and um, just wishing everyone a good and meaningful day.